Welcome to Heal and Achieve, the leading edge resource to listen to, to learn from, and to transform with. I'm your host, Becca Armstrong. I know that no matter what's going on in your life, you have all of the ingredients and all of the capacity within you to transform and thrive. As your host, here's a little bit more about me. I'm a registered psychotherapist, counseling clinical hypnotherapist, and an integrative transformational coach for individuals, industry leaders, and Fortune 500 companies. And I've been doing this work for over 20 years. I specialize in helping people to heal and to accelerate their achievement, thus transforming their lives into greatness, and I'm here to help you. As a master coach, I've personally trained and certified over 3,000 coaches in over 130 countries. For my full bio, come to BeccaArmstrong.com and click on About Becca. Now let's get started. How to create a quantum leap forward in your life. Let me lay the foundation of how you're designed. You have a subconscious mind and you have a conscious mind. Your subconscious mind is actually programmed through repetition and emotional impact by the time you're seven years old, starting in your third trimester in utero. This forms your identity yourself. We did a deep dive in our first episode about this. Now, from 10 years old, your subconscious is actually playing the encoded system of self and running everything in your life through this system. Now, what is self is allowed and what is not self is actually filtered out in your perception. Now, when you want something, your subconscious will actually allow you to engage what is part of self and will sabotage anything that's not self in an effort to protect you. You see, everything that you encode by the time you're seven and then you really complete and you strengthen by the time you're 10, this is your operating system. This is how you do self. This is designed to keep you safe and to help you to function and move through life. So when you go outside of self, your subconscious basically is alerted that something's wrong and you're not self anymore. It's almost like a subconscious autoimmune response to the identity. And so it's not trying to hurt you or limit you or hold you back. It's really trying to keep you functioning. It just doesn't have that higher level self integrated yet. So how do you know what is self for you at the subconscious level? Well, what you got to do is you just got to start looking around, whether it's pain or pleasure, whatever's going on right now is part of yourself. It's the identity. Now, as an example, change is ever present. No one actually ever really, really fears change because we're changing all the time. But what we actually are doing is something different. Now, if we go to fear, I want you to know that you only have two biological fears. You're born hardwired to two fears. The first one is the fear of a loud sound. The next one is the fear of falling. So you'll see babies that are moments in this world. They're just born. They will startle. They'll flinch. They'll uh, actually grab in an an automatic response if they feel like they're going to fall or they'll turn their head even though they don't have muscle control, uh, muscle tone yet. Uh, So they're not doing this consciously. They're hardwired to look toward any loud sound. And this is a survival mechanism. So that's actually what is installed and integrated biologically as your fright mechanisms. Those are your two original fears. Everything else is actually learned. It's been taught to you. So when we think that we fear change, we're not actually fearing change, but there's something else going on. See, we change every morning and then we change back. Now, let me give you an example of this. If you step in front of the mirror 
First thing in the morning, do you notice that you don't look like you do after you've gotten ready for your day? When we get ready for our day, we put ourselves back, hairstyle, clothing, smells, scents, all of these things, we put ourselves back into the mold in the self that we looked like yesterday. Have you noticed that the people that you work with or the people you interact with, they look virtually the same every day? Well, that's because they're recreating the same of themselves that they were yesterday over and over and over again. So we're changing every day. We just tend to change ourselves right back so that we're aligned in accordance with self. Have you ever gone into somebody's closet and they have suggested that they, they might give you something or maybe somebody buys you a new article of clothing and you take it back? Why? Because it's not your style. Well, your style is aligned with your identity, yourself. So these are just examples of change, change that's happening all the time, but we change ourselves back and we don't even recognize or realize this. Okay, so what I want to have you do, let's actually get into some real work in this episode. I want you to take out a piece of paper or pen uh, or uh, a paper and pen or something to write with. And if you're driving, just do this mentally. But I encourage you when you can come back to this and actually write these things down. Write down what's going on in your life right now that isn't working. Now, this isn't a pity party. This isn't you whining and complaining. This is you acknowledging what isn't feeling good to you, what you are ready to change. But I don't want you to write it in the positive. I want you to write it right now, just acknowledging this stinks. This feels bad. This has got to change. I don't like this. Write it down as you feel it. You're welcome to pause this podcast and come back and hit the play button once that's complete, or you can listen to the entire steps and then you can come back and go through them one by one. Now, discomfort is feedback. Pain is a messenger. So let's get, uh, let's help you to accurately read yourself. Let's help you to have this conversation because pain is, uh, is something that's, that's giving you an indicator. Uh, it's a state or a feeling of lack perhaps, but it's something that you're feeling in your body, your mind, your emotions. And just imagine that this is actually giving you indication of something that's ready to change. Something that's needing your attention, something that is, uh, ready for your focus and your energy. Uh, now, uh, let's give use an example. If you sprain your ankle and your ankle's sore, this is your body saying, I'm injured and I need your love. I need your care. I need energy. I need your support to restore and repair. And so this is where your body is asking you to be compassionate with it, to nurture it, to bring it support. So whatever's going on, there's a conversation happening here. Some part of you is trying to get your attention. Now it's letting you know that you're ready or you're meant for something better, whether it's to heal something that's been injured or whether it's to transform something that is holding you back from your expanded self that you're ready to become. Now, discomfort, anytime you feel discomfort, you're also, now this is a little bit different from pain. Pain is kind of a watchdog. It's a messenger. It's giving you feedback, but discomfort is giving you some very specific feedback. And it's letting you know that you're starting to get outside of the encoded self-identity. 
Okay. So when you're making a change and you're starting to feel really uncomfortable or you find yourself avoiding it in some way, this is giving you indication that you're outside of identity. Now, this is an opportunity for you to utilize a tool such as hypnotherapy, uh, collaborative and cooperative integration, energy restoration, psychogenic conversation and transformation tools. These are all tools that I mentioned in a previous episode that help you to get at that causal level and to rewrite rewire your subconscious. The tools that I utilize in my practice are cooperative integration, psychogenic transformation, and energy restoration. And those are three tools that help to transform pretty much anything that's going on. And it allows us to do it in five to 20 minutes, working all at that subconscious causal level. But when you notice that you're starting to feel discomfort, you're going to either want to rewrite or rewire what is outside of self, outside of your identity, or you're going to need to know that you're going to need to get into what's called behavioral repetition and to be consistent with that behavior over a period of 23 to 30 days. On average, it's about 27 days. That's what's required behaviorally to make that change. Now, when I say behavior, behaviors can also include thoughts and they can also include feelings and emotions. Uh, We can measure thoughts, feelings, emotions, all physically uh, using QEEG machines or MEG machines. Uh, and so those are part of behavioral modification. So I just want to, to empower you, you to know, okay, this is something that is giving me feedback. Let's you know that there's something needing to integrate into the self through an integration tool or repetitive action. Now let's talk about procrastination. Do you know that there's two formats for procrastination and they're not all bad? The first form of procrastination is a good, helpful one, and it's creative. It lets you know that there's something cooking, it's organizing within you, and then when it's organized, you're just going to sit down and boom, it's just going to come from you. So it's in this creative organization repatterning, and that's happening within you. And when procrastination is in the creative sense, Whatever it is that you're procrastinating with is still part of your identity. It is an active part of yourself. So you don't need to rewrite or rewire anything. Now, when it's outside of self, you have an avoidant behavior, an avoidant pattern. And this is an indicator that whatever it is that you're wanting to do is outside of self. And so your subconscious is redirecting your behaviors, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, your perceptions, your belief systems. Uh, and it's telling you things like, I'm not ready yet. Uh, I need to do X, Y, Z first. Uh, so it's getting you to avoid it because it's not self. Whenever that's going on, you want to use an integration or repetition tool. Okay, one of my favorite quotes is the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. There is no cave in your life that is actually filled with darkness. When you rewrite and you rewire your subconscious, oh my gosh, you turn on the light and you recognize that you are so meant for that treasure and that that cave was always filled with light and the darkness was an illusion. And that's what I really, really, really want to empower you with. So let's talk about needs and desires. Needs and desires are very, very, very important. When working with people in coaching, goals are a part of that, visions are a part of that. And it's very important to know that if you're not available to 
achieve your need. If you have not met your needs, if you are still needing to heal something, then you're not available for your desires. Now, there's a difference between desire and want. We're going to talk about that in a moment. And I'm actually using the word desire very, very intentionally. And soon you'll understand why that is. And I hope that you'll make the change as well. If you're not available to achieve your need, if you're not healed yet, then you're not available for your desires. Let me give you some granular examples of this. If you can't pay your bills, then you're not available to become a millionaire. If you have uh, an ankle that hurts, you're not available for the marathon. What you need will always precede desire. Your subconscious is designed to take very, very good care of you. And we really have come to think that our needs aren't sexy. They're not worthy. They're not worthwhile. They're not very good goals or visions, but they are, they're necessary. So no matter what your vision is, I want you to actually look first to see if your needs are being met. Are your needs being met? You see, when you meet your needs, you move out of having to survive. When your needs are not met, there's a part of you that will always be in survival mode, feeling like you're in danger in some way, that you are on the threshold of hurt or harm. And survival will always be taken care of before play and entertainment. So if your ankle again is sprained you are not available to train for the marathon. You've got to heal first. You've got to repair first. You've got to restore your, your basic needs first before you focus on achieving more and moving into your desires. So what are needs? Your needs are at an energy level, a health level, a lifestyle level, a relationship level, a finances level. We seem to think that our needs are sometimes more basic and more lacking. If you are tired every day, your energy is a need. You actually are designed to wake up energized and fulfilled in your energy systems. You're desired or you're designed to have health and to have all of your basic living needs met. You're designed to be able to, uh, you know, have relationships that are kind and supportive. You're designed to have your finances where you're out of debt. This is one of the things where people say, oh, I want to earn a million dollars and then I'll get out of debt and then all this and then all that. Your needs are going to supersede that desire. And so where you want to start is, okay, where is the pain in my life? Where do I need to restore, repair, fulfill? And once I'm fulfilled in these areas, now I can go for those greater desires. So what's the difference between want and desire? Well, want actually inserts separation. We can't want something that we have. So if we have it at the subconscious level, we don't need to want it. So want actually says, I'm here and what I desire is over there. And so I, that want is the identification of separation. Notice identification, the identity of being separate from whatever it is you're wanting. Desire is actually different. It is, uh, by definition, the ability to have a decision 
into birth. So to decide something into birth, it's of the siring, it's of the creation. So desire is a very creative state and it allows you to align with something. So what do you desire? Find the feeling of what you desire. So let's just say you want a million dollars. What does a million dollars feel like? What do you wake up in? What time do you wake up? What is your schedule? What are you in collaboration with, in communication with, in contribution with? A lot of people say, I want to be a millionaire and then I want to retire and I want to float around in a pool. Well, okay. And yet we're feedback members of community. And so how does floating around in a pool bring you into communication, collaboration, and feedback in your community? Oftentimes it doesn't. So floating around in a pool, while it's very nice to do from time to time, starts to create deterioration, lack of fulfillment. So when you think about what your desire is, notice, what do I feel? What is the gift? What comes forward? What expands in me? How does this awaken new aspects of me that feel really good? Now, I'm not saying being a millionaire and floating around in a pool isn't a great, great thing, but there's something more that you'll discover when you really start to communicate with your desires and really get curious as to what they are showing you about you. So where do you actually experience that feeling of your desires right now? Where do you have them in your life? You see, right now, I feel like you and I are having a conversation and I love relating with you because you couldn't talk me out of believing and knowing that you can have anything you want, anything you desire that's when you can have it. So I know that you're designed and you're meant for greatness. No matter what the struggle is, whatever the separation has been, I know that what you desire, you're meant for. And I get so excited about that. That's the feeling. Now, I might not see you achieving right now, but boy, oh boy, I know it. I can feel it right now, which is the thrill and the energy and the feeling that I'm connected with because I know it's true and I'm excited to share these resources with you. So what is it that you desire and what is the feeling? And then where do you feel it in your day-to-day life starting right now? So when you feel it and you start focusing on that feeling and you allow yourself to rewire, rewrite and integrate your desires into your identity, you allow for your needs to be fulfilled and met. Well, you start getting there and you can create a quantum leap. I've had clients that have gone from poverty to prosperity in rapid time, but they're not focused on the time. They're not focused on the stuff. They're engaged in themselves and the feeling, and that's what creates the quantum leap. So I have a quantum transformation process that I want to share with you right now. Okay. So the first step is something called energy restoration. You need to fulfill your energy Now, this can come through sleep. This can come through different activities of rest and restoration and recharging, nourishing your mind, nourishing your body. But I want you to start focusing on your energy. Get sleep, nourish yourself so that when you wake in the morning, you have the energy for your day. When you are in your afternoon, you have the energy for your afternoon. When it's time for you to go to sleep, you've stayed out of your adrenals and you're ready for sleep. 
Number two, repair your core foundation if needed. Now we went into what is the core foundation of your subconscious identity in the previous episode, episode one. So if you haven't listened to that yet, come over to episode one, gather that information and then repair your core identity, core foundation. Number three, clear up the chaos in your life. That's right. It's time for you to declutter on all levels. Before you meet your need, get the junk out of your life. And when I mean, what I mean by that is clear up the clutter. If there's clutter in your home, if there's clutter in your health, if there's clutter in your relationships, if there's clutter in your career, wherever it is, and don't go for perfection. Perfection is not decluttering. Sometimes perfection creates a lot of clutter and it gets you into the avoidant procrastination. Be mindful of any aspect of your identity that's going to need to be integrated or restored while you're doing that, but clear up the clutter. Allow yourself to release chaos and no longer be distracted by it. When you simply clear out the clutter, you start to bring in order. And order is a platform for creation. It creates the space in the room in your life for the new things, for the healing, for the achieving. So declutter, clear out the chaos, release it all without perfection. Next, number four, meet your needs. Meet your needs. If you've got debt, then start to clear it out, pay it off. If you've got uh, something that needs healing, then start focusing on healing. If you, I mean, whatever it is, meet your needs. If you need to make relationship changes so that you're relating with people who are kind, loving, and supportive, then make those changes. Meet your needs on every level. Number five, integrate your desires into your identity. Okay. So once your needs are met, then in your core identity, yourself, Integrate your desires so that your subconscious knows that what you desire is part of who you are at the foundational level. It'll draw energy to it. It will filter in all of these accelerated quantum leap opportunities that you would have previously filtered out and you're going to start rocking it. But as a matter of fact, if we actually go back to even step one in energy restoration, your life is going to start changing. And it's going to change in better and better and better ways. And you're going to start getting feedback from people around you. They're going to say, oh my gosh, you look different. You feel different. So much is seemingly to change in your life. You're going to notice your life changing. And of course, it's going to require effort because blinking your eyes requires effort, but it will not be part of struggle. Number six, start simply. Chip to complete. Segment to complete. Don't try to eat the whole elephant in one bite nibble and call it good. Let go of how wonderfully it looks and how fast it is and simply enjoy step by step, nibble by nibble, get into yourself. Create the change by focusing on you. Thank you for joining me today on Heal and Achieve. I want to personally invite you to my upcoming webinar training, which is totally and completely free. I am going to take live questions and do a deeper dive into the resources and tools that get you unstuck, transforming, and thriving. If anything from this episode inspires you and you'd like to have more interaction, maybe you have a question or you'd like some other examples or support, please come to this live webinar training. You can register for free by going to BeccaArmstrong.com and clicking live webinar. Join me next time where we focus on how resting can accelerate your success. 
In the meantime, here's to you creating and living a life you love. Thank you.